the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 1 to 10. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead. And indeed, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Christ is risen. Oh yes, he is risen indeed. Yes, what a difference, what a difference, what a difference a week can make. When Jesus rode into Jerusalem one Sunday, he was greeted with a hero's welcome by crowds chanting Hosanna to the son of David. They cried out for salvation. The people thought he had come to make Israel great again. They thought he'd come to kick out the Roman occupiers. Maybe even build a great, big, beautiful, tremendous wall like no one had ever seen before. Oh, but by the time that week was over, cries of Hosanna turned to chants of lock him up, lock him up. Chants of give us Barabbas chance of crucify him. That is a big, big turnaround in Jesus' public opinion polls. And the fickleness of the crowd turning against him ended up turning him over to the powers of empire. To the religious forces that were collaborating with the forces of empire. In the end, it cost Jesus his life. But it was all part of the plan because Jesus had not come to make Israel great again. Jesus had not come to kick the Romans out of Israel. Jesus had not come to lead a military revolution. Jesus had not come to settle our petty squabbles. Jesus had come that we might be born from above. That we might be born anew. That we might be born of the Spirit. And that is the kind of revelation that cannot be crucified. 
That is the kind of revolution that cannot be put down with an execution. You can't cut the head off that snake. Today we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we do that by taking up the power of resurrection for ourselves. And if there's ever been a time that our society, our nation, our country, our religion has needed resurrection, to everyone who can hear me right now, I say right now, we need resurrection. All you have to do is turn on the news. All you have to do is look out your window. All you have to do is try to leave your house without a mask and that 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 tightness in your chest, that anxiety, that fear that every time you get a tickle in your throat wondering what it is, you know that we as a people need resurrection. Now, resurrection for us now has to look like demanding that our leaders don't rewrite history while we're still in the middle of it. We have to hold our leadership accountable for what they knew and when they knew it. Resurrection for us now has to look like making sure that tomorrow looks different than today and yesterday looks different for our children and for our grandchildren. Resurrection needs to look like public outrage and the demand for change in the face of a pandemic that is decimating mostly the poor and the marginalized. We need a revolution of the spirit, a revolution of the spirit in which we finally transform our values and become the great nation we have always claimed that we are. We can't let capitalism and materialism and racism continue to control our culture the way that it has and the way that it is right now. You see, God has come to us this morning. God has come to us in human flesh to take on servanthood, to embrace human suffering. And in doing that, God made it clear that every one of us is essential. There is no one percent that gets to bask in God's loving glory, that gets God's grace and never failing kindness. We're all essential in the eyes of the divine. I don't know the reason why there is so much suffering on earth or why the powers of hatred and greed seem to win out at times. But my, my people, I know that we are going to understand it better by and by. Oh, yes, by and by. When the morning comes, when the saints of God are gathered home, We'll tell the story how we've overcome and we'll understand it better by and by. Trials dark on every hand and we cannot understand all the ways of God would lead us to that blessed promised land. But he guides us with his eye and we'll follow till we die and we'll understand it better by and by. Temptations, hidden snares, often take us unawares, and our hearts are made to bleed for a thoughtless word or deed. And we wonder why the test, when we try to do our best, but we'll understand it better by and by. By and by. 
when the morning comes, when the saints of God are gathered home, we're going to tell the story of how we have overcome. And we're going to understand it better by and by. Christ our Lord is risen today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. This is Pastor Nicholas Joyner. Whoever and wherever you are, I want to say good morning, good evening, good night. Whenever you're hearing the sound of my voice, God is with you. Thank you for joining me on this journey through Holy Week. I pray that whatever is going on in your life right now, that you will find peace beyond all understanding and that God will continue to see you through. I'm going to keep on praying for you. I ask that you keep on praying for me. We don't know what tomorrow will bring, but one thing is for sure, we do not have to go through it alone. Amen.